you're listening to Wander and Roam. Hey, Squeakers, I've been thinking. Uh, yeah, what's, what's going on, Hamish? You ever have any dreams that scare you? You know, uh, I don't get nightmares very often, you know. I don't really have dreams about, like, monsters chasing me or nothing. But I guess if I were to talk about a dream that scares me, I think it's just kind of the thought of being alone. Yeah. I guess any dream where I realize that I don't have the uh, people I love around me, I guess, is a scary dream. Where do you think that comes from, Squeakers? Probably something bad I ate. I don't know. Huh. Several days have passed since leaving the farmhouse, and the group has descended into a dry desert. The landmarks are becoming more and more familiar to Squeakers as he realizes that the group has inadvertently traveled to the desert oasis of Stuperville. That's what that big old sign there says. It says Stuperville, population, and then the number scratched out. Why did they scratch out the number on the sign? Here's the deal, is that this place used to be kind of a boom town, so uh, the number kept going up and up and up. But when the boom stopped, the number went down and down and down, and so they just said to heck with it and scratched out the number. Mm. I guess it's better than admitting you made a mistake. Now that sounds like you got some feelings behind that, Squeakers. Sorry, I, I, I'm just being a little sensitive, you see. Uh, I didn't even realize we were traveling this direction, you know? Yeah, well, sometimes as you walk along, the, the wind or a swarm of 100 bees points you in a direction you hadn't anticipated. That's pretty accurate. 100 bees push Squeakers a little further down the road. Okay, okay, I know how to walk with my two legs, that's fine. Well, they, they want to help you. It means they trust and like you, Squeakers. As they get closer to the town, there are dozens of shrines that line the road. There are small cairns full of candles and offerings, and each one bears a dry and empty cup. What are those for, Squeakers? The townspeople here, I mean, you can look around. Obviously, uh, the rain hasn't been uh, too uh, plentiful down here. So they try to do these silly little offerings to gods that don't even live around here in hopes that they get a little bit of rain. Again, another decision by the mayor. The mayor? Tell us more about the mayor. I don't really want to talk about the mayor right now, if I'm being honest. Uh, I haven't been to this town in, gosh, a couple of years. Do you think anyone will recognize you? Yeah, probably not. I, I got one of them faces that just blends into the crowd. Squeakers! Oh, Real bold of you to show your face around here. Hey there, Jane. That's Jane. Nobody likes them. I thought that you were gone forever, but now you're back. Maybe I'll put one of my old pies on the wind, sir. Yeah, okay. I've, you know, I've, I've learned and changed in the time that I've been away. A pie with poison in it, squeakers. Bold of you to show your face round here. I initially thought they were very friendly offering you pie, but with the offer of poison... Now, let me tell you something about Stuperville. 
you know, they put on this wholesome, like, friendly demeanor, but actually they're meaner than sin. You might say their demeanor is meaner. <gasps> I wouldn't say that. God bless you, you're new here. I should bake you some nice cookies or a cake, and then I'd show you what for, but then I'd tell you a very nice thing about yourself. Now when they say, God bless you here, Squeakers... You know how the shrines are for gods that don't even live around here? Well, they only got one. It's a small god of bureaucracy. Anyway, it's nice to see some new faces. Welcome, welcome, Squeakers. A pleasure. Hi, Jane. I'm Raindrop. Hello, Raindrop. Now, to see that you cast your lot in with a... You know, an irreverent person like Squeakers, uh, it is confounding to me, but it's nice to meet you. And Jane pats Raindrop on the head. Thank you, Jane. Hey, I got a question for you. Uh, Is Hawks still open? Oh, Hawks is always open. They will be long after I'm gone. I'm not surprised. You're, what, 80 years old? I'm 81 years old. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. What? <laughs> Aldrin, try to be sensitive to our folksy aphorisms. What don't is, try to what bring What is your this... friend talking about? He says you look very nice. No, he didn't. I don't know what he meant He said, either. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Yeah, listen, we need to leave this place right now. Who's the Lord? <laughs> I have four of them within my pockets. And you say they keep the creek from rising? Oh, um, hmm. This seems like a horrible misunderstanding. It's just an expression. Squeakers, this is dry country in the dry part of the year, and you can take your dry friends right out of here. Yeah, yeah, we'll do just that. Jane, go back inside. I will, but not because you told me to. I got some apples to put razor blades in. Don't mind her. Like I said, there are so many people around here that are just, uh, well, let's just say they're not too good at minding their own business. The crew go down the main street onto some wooden planks, and they stand outside a store that says Hawks General. Now, uh, let's, I, I'm going to see if we can maybe get some room and board for the night. I'm, I, I got an old friend here that owes me a favor. Uh, but, you know, if you want to stay out here, whatever. You know, Squeakers, there's something about this town that's really remarkable with these storefronts and sidewalks all lined up like this. The bees, they just flow right down like a real river. Yeah, and so does the flood water whenever we have a flash flood. That's kind of why we designed the town to look like this. You know, I actually built part of this sidewalk. Oh. Which part? Well, not this part. And he walks into the store. Squeakers Onassis. Oh, Hawk, it is great to see you. <laughs> it's been too long. You know, uh, it's been, what, about uh, two years now? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I-, I got a favor to ask you. What's that? You still got that room upstairs? You know it. Do you mind if me and my friends maybe uh, have a little nap in the your old back room? How many friends you got? Well, uh, let me show you. And Squeakers brings out a red-tailed hawk that surveys everybody and Squeaker says yeah so this is uh, Aldern Raindrop and Hamish and pleasure hello all of these are Hamish's 100 bees 100 bees yes y'all this is uh, my old friend Hawk yep. hello <laughs> name's Hawk 
That's a lot of bees. It's 100 bees. They keep it themselves? Well, I mean, they typically follow me. Fair enough. But sometimes I'll follow them. Where do you follow them? Wherever they flow. Fair enough. Well, I got a room upstairs. I've never fit more than 40 bees in there before, but you should be okay. That's all right. The bees seem to have taken a shine to that establishment next door with the dancing ladies. <laughs> oh, you mean Skittering Jims? Yeah, I mean, it does appear that that's what the sign says. Don't. What sort of a place is Skittering Jims? Hey, Hawk, is the Good Time Band still playing there? This place is called Skittering Jim and the Good Time Band. Of course they're playing there. <gasps> we should go see them. Raindrop, how old are you again? She's old enough. Yeah, good, good, good enough, enough for me. Them. She can make her own decisions. Well, uh, lucky for you, they don't start the, uh, shall we say, burlesque shows until Ooh. later on in the evening, so she should be fine for the time being. Yeah, it's a family establishment until about 9 p.m. Well, enough talk. <laughs> and Hamish walks down the stairs, up to the street, and up a different set of stairs to Skittering Gyms. The inside of Skittering Gyms is pretty interesting. Around the entire top of the bar, you see a lot of trophy heads of different bugs, some with long antennae, some with large jaws. The bartender is standing behind the counter, polishing glasses. The barkeep looks up and sees Squeakers walk into the establishment, and suddenly he freezes. Seeing the barkeep freeze, several patrons freeze and turn to look at Squeakers. It's squeakers on asses. Squeakers on asses. Squeakers What's he doing asses. here? Is he allowed to be in here? He's backing down. I can't get down. The tavern goes silent as the mole woman who's been singing up on the stage sees Squeakers and goes sheet white. Raindrop follows the group into the bar. Hi! Squeakers, why are they all quiet? Oh, I didn't expect to see Susie up on the stage. That's all. Oh, that's Susie? Yeah, that's Susie. Uh, well, come on. And Squeakers turns to the piano player and says, Come on, strike it up. Uh, don't stop on my account. The piano player resumes the plucky tune. Gang, let's go over to the bar. I, I need a drink. I could do with this sarsaparilla. So the group goes and sits down, and Squeakers is noticeably upset. He takes his hat off, sets it on the bar, and is pinching the bridge of his nose. The barkeep sidles over to where Squeakers is. He draws in a deep breath, and he says, Now, Squeakers, you know I'm glad to see you, but uh, you're not supposed to be in this town. Look, it, it was an accident. I'll be gone in the morning. Look, if if I know you're here and everyone here knows you're here, it's only a matter of time before you know. Uh, Is that guy still the mayor? I mean, it's only been two years. Yeah, I guess that's when the election cycle would be. Squeakers, what did you do? <sighs> Squeakers lets out a deep sigh and says, Well, I committed... The cardinal sin of Stuperville. You see, that that girl up there with the beautiful singing voice and the long flowing hair and the wonderful dress, well, you see, I, I, I might have fancied her a little bit. And, uh, well, at the time, I, I told you that I was, I was building sidewalks. Well, she's actually the mayor's daughter. And you see... The cardinal sin of Stuperville is 
don't break tradition. And well, it ain't tradition for uh, an old handyman to date the daughter of a politician. And maybe that's for the best. You know, the traditions come down from our fathers and our fathers' fathers, and God willing and the creek do rise, it'll stay that way. You know, I'm not sure that that's how you're supposed to use that phrase, but that's okay. I'm more worldly now. I've, I've been traveling. You know, in other places they say, God's willing and the creek don't rise. Why would they want that? Some places, rising creeks lead to floods and damage. Well, we're a particular kind of people here in Stuperville, and according to our tradition, uh, the creek, it should rise, because, you know, we get real parched around here during till soil. It kind of seems like y'all ain't having the best of luck. No, it's been a dry year, Squeakers. It's been a dry, dry year. Squeakers takes his cup and shoots the liquid inside and says, Well, I hope you get that figured out. Come on, gang, we gotta leave. And Squeakers walks towards the door of the saloon. Hamish puts a hand on Squeakers' shoulder and says, Squeakers, my friend. Yeah. Look who's looking at you. Squeakers looks over his shoulder and catches a glimpse of Susie sheepishly watching him while she continues singing. Squeakers turns back to Hamish and says, Well, ain't that a thing. I don't think she's blinked once since you walked into this establishment. Her eyes are probably really dry. Probably awful. Most things around here are very dry. You know, darn till soil. Mm. Squeakers says, Hey, uh, Bart? Yeah? What time is uh, Susie scheduled to be off? Oh, well, you know, her... You know, it's funny thinking about it now how we call performances shifts, but you know, her shift gets up about five. Yeah, all right. Let her know I'll be back. And Squeakers walks out of the door. Hey, Susie! (laughs) Now don't wander off. Wander and Rome will be right back. Hey friends, Addison here. The 15th annual Grassroots Shakespeare Company Summer Tour is launching in late May. These tours are where Soren, Gary, Steve and I met, and Wander in Rome would quite literally not exist without them. They'll be bringing Twelfth Night, Hamlet, and The Tempest to parks throughout Utah through late June. If you've somehow not seen a Grassroots show before, these crowd-pleasing accessible performances are not to be missed. Grab some snacks, roll out a blanket on a warm summer's night, and see these spectacular, raucous productions with music by our very own Gary Argyle. Check out the schedule on Facebook. Say hi to Gary and the cast and let them know Wander in Rome sent you. people to know Danny. You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast (laughs) Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. 
You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the gang walks out, Squeakers turns and says, I, I, I'm sorry, gang. I, that was mighty awkward. I, I, I feel foolish uh, thinking that, you know, we could uh, go in there without making a scene. It was a mighty fine sarsaparilla, though. Squeakers. Squeakers' heart sinks as he slowly turns around, realizing whose voice that was. A deep rivet. Squeakers, what are you doing in town? Hal, uh, it's mighty fine to see you. Um, I, I figured that, uh, y'all would have, uh, you know, uh, made, made, uh, big, been at it. Uh, run! <laughs> and Squeakers <laughs> turns and he begins running away from Hal. Hal, a giant bull toad lets out a deep croak, and thumps after them. Bees, dispatch! Hamish points, and a string of single-file bees charges after Hal. Squeakers runs and turns the corner, and he sees a ladder leaning up against one of the buildings, and he begins to scurry up it. Hal opens his mouth and eats five bees. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) He's evil. Squeakers sees this, and turns red with rage, leaps off of the ladder onto Hal, and he says, No, you spit those bees out right now! And as uh, Hal spits out those bees, his clothing is speared through by the bee stinger and attaches to the building. Seeing the five bees ingested and spewed back up, The other 95 bees scatter in panic. Squeakers is fighting to try to unstick the bees, but they're deep in the wall. Onassis, what brings you back to town? Turn me loose first. Why don't you have your groundhog friend handle them bees? Hamish, late as always, hobbles around the corner, breathing heavily. (sighs) Hamish, Hamish, I'm so sorry. Hal ate some of your bees and I leapt on them, and in doing so, I I ended up getting myself stuck to the wall with the bees. He ate some of my bees? Well, I got him to spit them up. Well, you see, they were stinging me. Them bees were foolish enough to sting a frog, and that just don't fly here. No, I don't believe you. Why is that? Because if... Those five bees were stinging you. They would be dead bees. Well, they meant to. Raindrop also rounds the corner 
Guys, perhaps we can take a second and think these through all the bees. And she'll run over and she'll grab one of the bees and gently pry them from the wall and help free squeakers from the wall. I appreciate it, Raindrop. Anytime. Um, I, th- I think we have a giant misunderstanding here. Oh, I think you all have a misunderstanding. Except for squeakers there, he knows what he's done. Maybe it's time we go see the mayor, squeakers. Oh no, we don't. We don't gotta do that. I'm. I apologize for the intrusion. I will just be on my way. Me and my friends, we will just uh, be on our way. We won't go. Uh, we won't do anything. We won't do nothing. We'll just spend the night in the desert. It'll be fine. Come on, guys, let's go. Come on, squeakers. Don't be a coward. You gotta face authority like a man. Well, the face of this authority's ugly. Yeah, authority always is. I guess I could do it if y'all come with me. Oh, I'm with you, Squeakers. You know who else is? Probably 95 of those bees. The other five, they're they're gonna need some chill out time. Yeah, that that was that was very scary. They're gonna go over to Skidder and Jams and enjoy a show. Squeakers turns to Hal and says, "Fine, take me to the mayor. I don't care." <laughs> Oh, I think you will. Hal escorts the group down the street, at the end of which is a very large house, which is the only place in the city that has grass. Walking up to the front door, Hal doesn't knock. He just opens the door and walks right in. Oh, do, do we stay and knock? What's... Oh, come on in. There it is. I'm sure the mayor would like to meet you, too. Oh, I don't like that. Is he nice? Walking inside the house, you see a very large wooden staircase leading straight up, at the top of which is a portrait that has a very distinguished-looking mole holding scrolls and looking out into the distance. The mole has a tiny little monocle. And a mole on his face, just below his left eye. Oh, Mr. Mayor! His voice echoes throughout the entire house. The group hears a door open and then close gently and heavy sounding footsteps down the hall before a very large, distinguished mole comes into view. He's grown fatter than the portrait and the floor vibrates a bit with each of his steps. Now what do we have here? Uh... Hello, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I don't know if you remember me, uh, but my name is Squeakers Onassis, and uh, I know what your name is, son, and I remember you very clearly. Yeah, well, then you remember how, how nicely I, I built your fence out there, right? That fence fell down two weeks after you left. Well, that's because you didn't do any uh, fence maintenance. You see, you got rid of the maintenance man. And now he's back. And his friend, well, his friend, sicked some bees on me. I didn't sick them bees on it. Well, I did technically Mm. sick the bees, but these bees are not trained to attack. They're very nice bees. And yet they did. Well, I don't think that they did. I think we established that you misinterpreted their friendly advances. Yeah, basically, Hal's telling a bold-faced lie, Mr. Mayor. Anyway, I'm not here to beg for your forgiveness or anything like that, but we'll be on our way. Thank you very much. Come on, guys, let's go. Squeakers, what are you doing back here? Listen, this was a navigation error. I didn't come here for any sort of 
a purpose or anything. I... Hamish puts a big meaty paw on Squeakers' chest, and he says, No, wait. This will not stand. You know, you can't bully us into moving on if that's what you want. You can't bully Squeakers anymore because today Squeakers is going to find out why he's here. He may not know it yet, but there's something inside of him that's going to make this a very important day for him. And you need to take a couple of steps backwards. Yeah, what he said. Squeakers knows what he did. He broke the law, and we banished him. Squeakers, what are you afraid of? You know, I may have broke the law, but it was because I had something greater than the law. I had love. If you just can't understand that, then uh, uh, you can just go be alone in your books. But I, for one, am not going to be alone. Hamish, help me out here. Please, or Aldern, anyone. Please, help me. I think you've got it. Squeakers is holding up his hand, pointing at the mayor, but he's trembling. I think the real question here, Mr. Mayor, is what are you afraid of? Me? Oh, I'm not afraid of anything. I just don't think Susie is the right person for you, Squeakers. And what gives you that reckoning? Uh, He will pull a cane from his left side and slam it down on the ground and say, I am her father. I know what she needs. The door swings open, revealing Susie. Been a long time, Squeakers. Susie? Yeah, yeah, it it has. Maybe it's been too long. What, what do you mean by that? No, I don't. I don't mean nothing. As she averts her gaze, turning away from her father. I wish that we were meeting again under better circumstances. Uh, guys, guys, come on. I might have broken a, a, a little, a little law. It's but uh, I've learned a lot in the two years that I've been gone. Why'd you go, Squeakers? Why'd you, why'd you have to mess everything up? What, wait, what? What? What do you mean? I, I messed everything up? You chose to leave when you chose to break the traditions. I, I guess I, I'm a little confused. I, I broke the traditions so that we could be together. I, I thought that's what you wanted. I don't know what I wanted, Squeakers, but you made it so complicated. And Squeakers turns and says to the mayor, Well, I guess I I know what I did wrong. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be leaving. I'm I'm sorry. And he, he turns and walks out the door. Following behind him, Hamish speeds up a little and taps him on the shoulder. Hey, Squeakers, what did you do wrong? I don't know. I mean, you said you knew, and, and I, I, I done lied about that. Yeah, well, I, I don't I, really know. You know, I got a compulsion in my nature that makes me observe patterns and stories, and I, I really want you to, I want you to tell me something interesting. You know, I, I guess sometimes, uh, I don't know, stories just don't have a happy ending. What well, makes you think this is the ending? 
Aya, the god of a misplaced kiss, appears, fluttering out from Squeaker's pocket, and leads them further along towards whatever awaits them down the road. Later that night, tents pitched in the desert. The group sits around a small fire, and Squeaker's is holding the small crystal that he found in the lagoon, and he's staring intently into it. In the distance, five drunken bees hobble towards the camp. Squeakers, are you doing okay? You know, Aldern, you think you know someone, you know? You know that thing you're afraid of? Yeah. Think you're still afraid of that anymore? You know, I've been worried about being alone for a long time. But I guess I realized today that uh, I'm really not. Because even if I don't got Susie, at least I got y'all. Yeah, you got all of us. And 100 bees. You'll always have us, Squeakers. Next week on Wander and Rome, the group carries on into the desert. As they cross the top of a dune, our friends see a myriad of racing carts. Dozens of ramshackle carts are lined up, harnessed with bugs. Racers hurry about, making preparations for the event to come. Crowds have settled in what shade there is, and the air is buzzing with excitement. Welcome to the Desert Derby. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.